What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Spurlock 30 to the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40 to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that. Shotgun set. Three receivers left. And here's the snap, and the blitzer is picked up. Brady underneath. Caught ball, Evans. He has the record at the 11-yard line. Mike Evans becomes the first NFL player in league history to record 1,000 yards or more in his first seven seasons. And what a throw by Brady. Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Looking again, looking again. Throws up the middle. That's intercepted at the 40. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directed. Oh, so the other Battle in. Intercepted, picked off of the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White, what a great second season. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. We call them the Salty Dogs. Welcome in to another episode, almost that edition, <laughs> of the Salty Dogs podcast. I am Scott Smith. And I am Jeff Ryan. We are the Salty Dogs. We are. <laughs> We usually talk mostly about Buccaneers football. Yep. I've got a little thing going on. I noticed this. What Are you trying to lower your voice? Get it does up? sound kind of better. Yeah, it? you want to do the in the current? Because yeah. i got to do that tomorrow. So maybe you can, no, you're the master. You can go in on that. This is like the Friends episode where um, Phoebe kept trying to get herself sick because she liked her singing voice better. Oh. So she was like trying to share. The only thing I remember about that is she kept uh, something about my, my little kitten or something. No, it was... Um, Smelly cat. Smelly cat. There Smelly you go. Cat. All right. I knew it was something like that. Maybe we'll do TV references today. Oh, hey, after hey, after hey, setting hey. a record last week with five movie references, I, including one by you. I know, but it wasn't on purpose. It just kind of <laughs> happened. Those, All right. Those things do. Oh, by the way, if you have a question that you would like to nice. ask us, go ahead. Tell them what nice. the email is. Uh, yeah, we'll get to fans' questions at the end in our third segment after we talk to Donovan Smith on location. We'll yes. explain what that means a little later. <laughs> But, um, yeah, we always end with doing our, uh, answering questions from Buccaneer fans. I guess some of them are actually Salty Dog fans. Sure. We get some nice compliments. We do. <clears throat> um, Crazy as that might be. I know. Uh, <laughs> Who knew? And to, but I usually forget, and that's why Jeff is the MVP here, uh-huh. to mention the way to, do, to send us questions is by email to saltydogs at buccaneers.nfl.com. Yeah. And we love them. And we do. We generally try to get through all of them. Maybe we don't, but we get through most of them. So yeah. and we actually sometimes actually answer your question. <laughs> I mean that's the goal. <laughs> well, that's I know, the goal. But yeah. You know, usually we just comment about it, but that's a whole other so, story. So how how was, was your bye weekend? It was really good. It was yeah. good. I didn't do anything. That is yeah, I, that I, is I read, what bye weekends I finished are for. Uh, a Vince Flynn book uh, and I started the new Stephen King book. I don't read him anymore. Stephen I did King? When, I did in the 80s when I was a kid. Yeah, no. Um there's a new one out and um it's 600 pages long. I'm like 250 in. Has it hooked you? That's the key. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's well, then you'll finish. Yeah. Oh, no question. No question. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And it and the weather in Tampa was not good over the weekend. It was, That's true. It was Especially overcast, a little Sunday, rainy. Right? Yeah. So it was kind of nice to be able to say, I'm not going to do anything. And so I did. Watched football. I mean, of course, the football yeah. was on. I trimmed some trees by my walkway. Wow. Look at you. Not much. You know those... Wow. Uh, those poles that they have the little cutter on the end sure. and you pull the string on the other end. Yeah. Worked really well. You have one of those or did you borrow it? Uh, it's my brother-in-law's. Oh, okay. I see. You but borrowed he it. he had left it at our house. Oh, okay. 
Oh, that's all right. Your cuff button's over there. It's all right. They caught me by surprise. Yes, I'm. me too. So anyway, I also watched a lot of football, and I will say this. Thanks for nothing, Chicago Bears. Wow. Uh, I, I shouldn't say thanks for nothing because they did give us an entertaining game. It was a great – yes, very much so. However, uh, if you're a Buccaneer fan and you're rooting – for the Buccaneers to capture the NFC South, that would have been a nice because that would have what, been a game plus. It, they're a half game back now. Yeah, it would have been a game and a half it plus a the tiebreaker. Yeah, you'd feel pretty good. Yeah, with six to go. I was Definitely. funny. It's funny you bring up the Atlanta Falcons. I was reading a story about them and and how they just won't go away, and that the last game of the year is going to be the Buccaneers and the Falcons, and the game's going to get shifted to nighttime. <laughs> oh, and no. I'm like, no, I don't want that because no, that's on the road. Ugh. Yeah. Although it is, at least it's a short trip. Well, if that's the case, then that means the Buccaneers haven't been playing very well and definitely don't right. want that. So. Right, right. You'd like to pull away. Yeah. But because they won, that sets up the possibility that, depending on what happens on Sunday, mm-hmm. the Falcons could actually end the week in first place. Yes. If they beat um, the team I don't they're playing they're, against. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Washington. Oh, and the Commanders. I don't Who know. Uh, five out of six. Five out of six. They were four and one. Can you believe that? You mean one and four? Or one and four, rather? And Yeah, there's a team that does something like this every wow. year. Wow. I wouldn't have picked Washington as the one. No, but still. But you know what? They played the Buccaneers uh, very tough in the 2020 playoff game. And they people did. forget and they, about that. They also beat us in 2021 mm-hmm. in the game coming out of the mm-hmm. bye. T- Taylor Heineke, I do not have fond memories of him. No. And I don't actually like watching him play. But I'm he's not a fan. Get, but he's getting it done. Yeah, so, whereas Carson Wentz was not. And interesting enough, they're still going to stay with him because winning's everything, and you can't blame him for that. If you get a hot hand, you got to keep it. They would have stayed with him anyway, I believe, but that also serves the uh, secondary benefit of if they, if they play him the next two games, it should be impossible for Carson Wentz to hit the playing time um, mark that would change the pick they gave up from a third to a second. Okay. So it's a win-win for, for Washington by keeping – Heineke in there. Isn't it amazing how that works? You know, it's hold somebody back just so you don't hit that. I don't think they intended that going into no. the season, but the way the the way this has all unfolded, it's going and, down it, and that it's road. totally reasonable to keep going with Heineke because they're winning. It's not like it's not totally obvious yeah. that they're trying to make sure they don't give up their second round. It pick. seems like the NFC just is is not playing as well as it has in the past few years. You know, when you start looking at records, because there's only a couple teams with some really strong win yeah. records right now. So the play, so wild card is out there. That seems to be up for grabs for a lot of teams, but for yeah. the Buccaneers, you got to win the division. I think we're gonna have to win the division. Yeah. If you look on the 538.com and their playoff odds, it's funny because they give a 79% chance of making the playoffs, right, and 77% chance of winning the division. So you could do the math there. <laughs> they don't believe – their model does not show us making the playoffs if we don't win the division. Yeah. Same thing with Atlanta. Yeah, it's funny on those percentages. I talked about this at lunch yesterday. I um, was looking at a game uh, that wasn't on TV, and I was on an app that shows you the ball moving and everything. Okay. And then I was showing percentages of – The win percentage. Yeah, and it was like, you know, 60, 60. So as soon as – it was the Eagles game. As soon as the Eagles scored, it went – it jumped up a winning percentages, and I'm like, well, no kidding, it's going to do that. But it gives you I, but a I specific don't, number. But I don't understand why you have to have that. You don't. You can totally ignore it, Jeff. I know, but it's totally fine for but, you to ignore it. But what is the purpose of it? Just I think it, I've written a, a couple times about it when we've had weird win probability swings during mm-hmm. the game. Like I, 
I write a piece every week where I use stuff from Next Gen Stats, and after the Rams game, it was a little hard to figure out what to write about. There wasn't a whole lot remarkable from the from the stats. Right. Like for instance, as an example, one of the big things from the Seattle game that you could see on Next Gen Stats that was important and worth pointing out is that Tom Brady's average time to throw in that game was 2.78 seconds, which was far and away his highest average of the year, which is indication, and you could see this on tape too, Uh that the protection was great. He was getting plenty of time, and he was taking time to look downfield a little bit more than he has in most of these games. Okay, so that's the kind of thing. Couldn't find anything like that from the Rams game. Uh So I did a thing where I just looked at the – all the big plays along the way and which ones were the most important in terms of changing a probable win or loss to a probable win. Uh-huh. And there were some interesting things. And they're like, you remember that, that game-winning drive? Yeah. The, the biggest jump by any play in the win probability chart was not the touchdown. And it wasn't even the um, – it wasn't even the Kate Otten it was, oh, catch I, down yep, the middle. That was what I was going to say. It was like Scotty Miller's 14-yard catch – and getting down, out of bounds. Yeah, I mean, for some reason, that just raised everything. And then, of course, well, no, no, no. Well, that amongst plays, the single most important thing that happened on that drive in terms of raising win probability was the pass interference call in the end zone. Well, that would It jumped up like 32 points yeah. at that point. So, As if you needed that. Okay, I get your point. <laughs> just, it's telling you obvious I mean, if you are actually paying attention to the game, you could pretty go, hey, we got a chance to win right well, now. Well, to the best... I think the best way people use win probability charts to illustrate something that's interesting, maybe not to you, yeah. is when they show in a game that at some point your chances of winning were like 1%. Like uh, Minnesota against Buffalo two weeks ago. Uh-huh. They were losing like... Two- now, now, do they have that win percentage before the game starts? They started... Other at, than a point spread? They, I th- They either started at the 50 or if the one team is... Favored a little bit, uh, it might start like a little, little bit above, above or below fifty. Okay. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna take a look at that. I'm, now I'm. Now you got me curious. Um, the 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 Minnesota win over Buffalo two weekends ago. You're not contagious, are you? I hope not. Jeez, me too. Um, the, I'm sitting pretty far away from you, though. I know. There's a reason. Way. There's a reason for this. This is where we always sit <laughs> when we do this in my office. So, um, oh, this is why we do this in my office. My my spacious it's office. Big. Mm-hmm. Uh. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, because you made me lose my train of thought anyway. How come your TV still has the schedule on where the lunch is already over? <laughs> I just had it on. Oh, okay. You want me to turn it off for no, it's conserv- fine. conservation reasons? No, I'm just curious. On, uh, we have a channel on our TVs here in the office where you can look at the schedule for the day. Mm-hmm. and For the team. It's the team's schedule. Yeah, and you need to look at it because it changes constantly. Well, and, you, and we want to know when we are allowed to go down and get lunch. There's that. But today's is very light. It's just breakfast. Open hours because it's the players' day. Yeah, off athletic for recovery. Which there were a lot of players here today. Well, that's not good. No, because it's usually uh, trainer day. I feel like we're this team is is about as healthy as it's been all year. I concur. We got a couple guys back in the last two weeks, like Antoine Winfield and Akeem Hicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Godwin and Julio Jones are rounding into form. I would say mm-hmm. Cam Brates back in the mix. Yeah. Gio Bernard might be activated from reserve anytime soon. Yeah, well, they have like 21 days to do that. Yeah, but I – How does that work again? Okay, I so – I mean, for those who don't know. That, which doesn't include you, obviously. Oh, obviously. You're not. just asking. You're the avatar for I fans. am. Yes, I am. You – Inquiring my As long as know. you – Hold on. What? All right. He's – It's a hard go over there. I'm and, coughing away from you, though. That's why I asked the question previously. As long as you – Keep the player through the final cuts and put him on the 53-man roster to start the season. Anybody that has done that mm-hmm. 
is now eligible to go on injured reserve and be able to return. If you put them on before that, they're done for the year, yeah. at least with you. Sure. So uh, you have to be on injured reserve for at least four games. And then after that, when you get, you can be designated for return, and each team gets eight of those options. It was unlimited the last couple of years because yeah. of COVID, but it's eight now, which is more than enough. You usually do two or three a year. Um, oh, they also changed that. Previously, you could only do that with a specific player once in a season, which is what people speculated why they never put Rob Gronkowski on injured reserve when he was going through uh-huh. that back thing last right. year, even though he was out for like five or six games. Because if you did it once, brought him back and got hurt again, then he's done. Mm-hmm. Okay, so once you've gone to the four, you get designated for return. And at the, the day that that is officially communicated to the league, you have 21 days from there in which they can practice with the team and, and be involved in anything, uh, you know, the meetings and so on, without counting against the 53-man roster. So you don't have to make another move to make. Which is sweet. And then once you decide that they're ready and you want them on the active roster, then you do have to make a move. You have to cut somebody mm-hmm. to put them on. So this could happen at any point. And uh, when we did this with – who did we bring back from injury reserve pretty recently? I don't Because we never put Hicks on IR. No. It wasn't Cam Brate. Well, in any case, we activ- we designated them to return, and then they activated them that weekend. I can look it up. I can't remember. Mm. Everything seemed – you know, like, for example, does it seem like long ago that we were in Germany – and that was only nine days ago. That uh, we I get that your game. point. Maybe just, not so much on that one, but like, how about the? Do you remember that we actually played the Kansas City Chiefs this year? No. <laughs> I have to forty-one thirty-one, which they, yeah. I do remember that. But yeah, that that seems like that's, well, that's like ago. playing the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, holy smokes, we caught them at the right time. The way they lit up the Vikings. Over oh, the that weekend. was awesome. Yeah, actually, it wasn't awesome because I was hoping for a good game. No, that, you know, not. I thought that was going to be a marquee game, but it was. See, and that's this craziness about the NFL right now, and you know, the the oh. league is just is you just don't know it week was, to week. The answer to my question was it was Josh Wells. Okay, so he'd been on IR. We designated for him for return on October eighteenth, which was the week of the game leading up to the Panthers game, mm-hmm. and then activated him before that game. Right. So I, I suspect Gio's close and could be playing in this game. So speaking of the Panthers, watching last night's game and Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> how do you let a guy like that go? Well, I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I was watching him, and I was like, holy smokes. He, he plays like a guy that's trying to make the team. <laughs> well, I think it's a defensible move by Carolina because they clearly are in a rebuild. Those, Mode, yeah. those uh, draft picks help. They might have had a little bit of buyer's remorse after signing McCaffrey, after he was so good for a couple years, Mm -hmm. signing him to a big, big deal, expensive deal, and then he's hurt constantly over the next two seasons. Might have a little buyer's remorse and feeling like, man, because most NFL analysts will say, don't spend big on running back. But every now and then you do because you like your guy. Oh, yeah. You can't keep him without Mm -hmm. paying him a lot. Right. Saquon Barkley's probably. It's special. I am. I am. I'm looking forward to seeing if we can shut him down in the next couple of weeks when we McCaffrey. play three weeks. We've we had a good history against him. We have. And Akeem Hicks is back. Mm-hmm. Which seems to be making all the – Do you want to hear the numbers? He's four and – he's 
we're four and zero with him playing, right? Or five and zero now? Like four, four and zero. I guess that's right. If he's playing, I had not noticed that. Yeah, he he didn't make it through the New Orleans game. No, but but he certainly uh, it seems to be stopping the run. Yes, let me um, give you some numbers. To okay. That. So he played the first. He played the whole game in Dallas, week one. Yep. Got hurt in New Orleans about halfway through, uh, and then missed six and has played the last two. Yeah. Uh, let's throw out the New Orleans game since he got her halfway through. So it's three games he did play in, full full games, and six full games he didn't. In the three games he played in, the Buccaneers have allowed 59.3 rushing yards per game, uh, 3.2 yards per carry, zero rushing touchdowns, and three runs of 10 or more yards. So one a game in when he's been on the field. When we haven't had Hicks, oh boy, 148.0 rushing yards per game. That's great. Yeah, well. Which is almost triple. Yeah. 49, 4.9 yards per carry, five rushing touchdowns compared to zero, and 25 10-yard runs. That's like 10-plus yard runs. That's like six a game instead of one a game. Well, I think he it just changes He changes what Vita Vea does. He changes what, what the offense has to pay attention to, who we got to watch. Will Golston was talking about how opposing teams know they have to put four hands on the guy. Yeah. And that opens things up for everybody. Which... And the that's linebackers the, in particular. And that's the key. Is that's that, the idea. Yeah, the idea is if you get someone double teamed, then you need to, someone else needs to step up and make it happen. So I remember internally people were raving about Akeem Hicks during uh, I thought training, training camp. camp. Yeah, I was very excited. And then, of course, we end up losing him for a good portion of the season. Yep. And you're like, well, was this signing worth it? But heck yeah, yeah, when he gets on the field. He's really a super dude, too. He really is. Yeah. So that's, that's very strong. But back right to now. the um, Falcons game, I got to tell you, I'm kind of glad that we're not playing the Bears down the stretch. I, the only thing about I've watched a couple Bears games in you know, and then they this isn't probably very nice, but oh well, <laughs> they play good enough to lose. Uh, you know, they yeah, they, they, you. they 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 they're in it. You think, wow, this is something special, but honestly, I just I I just don't see it. I I you know. Well, that's exactly what they've been doing. They they. They have that opportunity, but I guess that separates when a team goes to the next level, and that is when you get the ball with a minute and 10 seconds or a minute and 20 seconds left, and you can win. Yeah, I didn't have much confidence when they got the ball back. And no. It, it ended quickly, and then Fields got hurt, too. Right, and now, and that's the other thing is uh, if you look at a couple of their games near the end, when he has had the opportunity, Fields has had the opportunity to march the team down the field, he hasn't been able to. So yeah. that, I mean, he's been running like crazy, and you can't take that away. But I don't know. Every time I see a running quarterback like that, I just cringe because you he's just. Say this. Yeah, but you see it all the time. They go for a year or two, and then Lamar boom. Jackson won an MVP. He's he did. in the running for it again this year. He did. But where are they right now? They're in first place. Well, then they're doing well. <laughs> well, that division's struggling. There, how many games? Cincinnati's good. Cincinnati's good. Yeah. Cleveland's not. Well, not they, I think Cleveland's better than their record. I think they are, too. I think they are. I I'm not just saying that because we're playing to them. avoid no. bulletin board material. No, no, no. That they if I watch that game, um, Cleveland and Buffalo game and they held their own. They held their own. Yeah. Yeah. And that's with all the craziness going yeah. on. So I would say the Chicago Bears real problem is their defense is horrible. Mm. They traded away. Um, Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn, probably the two did. best defensive players. So of course they're going to be bad on defense. I saw a linebacker. I don't number fifty three. I I don't know oh. if he's the guy. Ravens are good. They're seven and three. I don't know if fifty three is the guy that took over for Roquan Smith, mm -hmm. but he looks terrible. 
So you take one yeah. of the best in- middle linebackers in the league and replace him with some scrub. Yeah, your defense is going to be bad. So look, last five games since they started running Justin Fields and doing some other stuff, the, the Bears have scored 33, 29, 32, 30, and 24. Mm-hmm. And that includes games against Dallas. They lost to Miami by a field goal. They lost to Detroit by a point. Detroit's looking frisky. They yeah. lost to the Falcons. They're scoring enough to win, Jeff, but they're losing anyway because their defense is terrible. And I agree with you. I don't. I don't. They don't scare me in the last two minutes. Well, yeah. What's kind of crazy is right now points for uh, they're two forty one, and points against two seventy four. Yeah. And you look at the Vikings. The Vikings are points for two twenty nine. And points against 231. Look at me throwing stats out. Yeah, the Vikings' negative two-point differential. Yeah. I think I saw somewhere is like the worst for an 8-2 and two team in like 50 years. You know, if you say if you say the Detroit Lions, you think not good football. Because they've been bad for so long. Because they have, right? They're fun. They're 4-6. They're and six. I know they've won three in a row. You seem to be you, stunned by what you're seeing on these standings. Well, yeah, when you often. start looking, if you, they're four and six, and you look at the NFC South, we're five and five. Right. Falcons are five and six. Saints are four and seven. And you're talking about being in the mix. They would be and, in the mix in our division. They definitely would. And um, they, they're something special. Honestly, that's, that's the bad division. I know by records it's not true. Okay. Well, Green, yeah. Bay's, Green Bay's had a lot of problems. Four and seven. Yep, struggling. Detroit is four and six, but they've won three in a row, and they're playing Buffalo this week. So let's see what happens. Let's see how they play. Chicago's obviously bad. We've established that. Three and the eight. Defense is terrible. Correct. So, um, and the minutes. Okay, then you have the Vikings. Eight and two. Eight and two. But we just mentioned they have a yep. negative point differential. They, I I listen to a lot of podcasts about yep. the NFL. Okay, and uh, most NFL analysts that I read or listen to do not did not even before this week at all believe in the Vikings right? when they were 8-1. and one. Really? They, they pointed to the underlying stats, like point differential even before this, uh-huh. or um, the fact that they were like 7-0 and in one-score games, which is really hard to, to sustain, sustain. Yeah. and usually regresses to the mean. Um, <clears throat> and if you get into things like DVOA, which you probably don't, don't know what that is. No, I don't. What is that? It's called – it's on Football Outsiders. It's just another one of these catch-all stats like EPA that you don't know how they actually do it, but – it, I guess it's considered reliable enough that analysts use it. Okay. So you can do you can have DVOA uh, by individuals or by teams, and the Vikings were like ranked nineteenth in DVOA, something like that. I'm, I can look it up here. Right. I have access to Football Outsider. Well, it's funny, you know. You look at the NFC East, and they were kind of bad a couple of years ago, and now they're one. They're they're the strongest NFC division. And the commanders right now are six and five. If you take them and move them into all the other divisions, well, they'd be ahead in ours, and uh, they'd be right behind the Vikings. Yeah, there's there's a lot of parity right now. But you know what? It's November, and we're gonna find out who's good and who's bad, who's naughty, who's nice. It's it's November twenty second, Jeff. Are we already finding out? Wow. So, DVOA, which I will tell you what that stands for in a minute. Uh-huh. Minnesota is ranked 24th overall. Uh, Go ahead. I'm trying. They're 19th on offense and 18th on defense. And this isn't because of the game that just happened. That's where they already were. So, the underlying metrics would lead you to believe this team is probably like 5-5. Five and five. Uh-huh. So, the fact that they're 8-2, and two, I, you know, I guess I'm with the experts here. I don't. I don't believe it. I don't believe the Vikings. You don't at all. I don't believe the Vikings. I mean, they have Justin Jefferson, who's 
incredible, and I think they've won a couple games just because of him. Like, they literally, they would have lost to Buffalo mm-hmm. if he didn't make the catch of the century. Right. That was fourth and 18. Right. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. Without some heroics like, like that by uh, an admittedly incredibly awesome player, you know, they probably have a few more losses, and they're closer to 500. So, to me, who's good in that division? Vikings by record, and the, they will make the playoffs, and they will win the division. But I personally would not bet on them in the playoffs. No. Well, they've always struggled in the playoffs, though. It they've never won seems... a Super Bowl. Well, they've been. but They've been, but yeah. that was mostly in the 70s, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. What's his name? Purple People Eaters. Yeah, great defense, but what was the quarterback? Ran around Fran a lot. Tarkington. Fran Tarkenton. Yeah. They had a lot of good quarterbacks there. Uh, really? They're the Vikings. <laughs> Who? Name some of them. I can't. Yeah. Um, you just Kurt, threw that out. Kurt there. Cousins. Wasn't he with them at Kurt, one time? He's their quarterback right now, oh, Jeff. Okay. And he's the he's probably the most debated quarterback on whether or not he's I good. Know. Year they, after they, year after they year. They pay him a lot of money. And it's all guaranteed too. Yeah. Well I'm trying to find what are you looking for? I I wanna I wanna tell you what D V O A stands for. Oh. Well you can't use something if you don't know what it means. Just something v- I mean you threw it out there. Value over average or something. Yeah. But, again, it's one of those percentage things that... It's one of those things that even a lot of us who use in writing don't really know how they come up with it. Yeah. Or why they came up well, with it. Well, there's always, there's always somebody... How do, you compare, how do you compare one team's offensive line to another team's offensive line? Yeah. Or one specific offensive guard to another one? It's really hard to do. So that's why these venues like PFF, which provide grades, whether or not you agree with them... Uh-huh. Are used so much in the media because it's the it's the way. Okay, well, this guy's PFF grade is ninety, and this one's seventy, so he's way better than this guy. Right. Writers are you know analysts are looking for something to use tools. A lot of time to fill. <laughs> you know, twenty four seven football. Anyway, my reason for saying is that I'm kind of glad we we don't play the Bears, especially in the second I, half no, of the I season. Agree. Is I mean, it's it's kind of silly thing to say about a three and eight team that's lost four in a row, but whenever a team has a you know, sort of a unicorn mm-hmm. like Justin Fields is. He is. It worries me because, like, our defense did very well against Seattle, right? That was very, pretty, pretty much a standard offense, though. Um, uh, yeah. Geno Smith's having a great year. Kenneth Walker had been having a great year. Well, they shut him down. They shut him down, which is awesome. But anytime you have to play something like Justin Fields or Lamar Jackson or mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. That, those are the games that worry me. Yeah, because you, you, you can play well all game in one play. This guy can just throws, rip off a 60-yard yeah. run. Yeah, right, right. I agree with that. But we play kind of like playing Tom Brady. You just don't <laughs> know what's going to happen. But but the contrast there is Tom Brady is a standard type of quarterback. Yeah. All right, very fair. He's just extraordinarily yeah, he's good not, at it. You're not going to see him running around. He, he doesn't. And if, and if we do, boy, we're in trouble. I mentioned this last week, but he had the perfect rushing line in the Seattle game. Yeah. Six carries for negative three yards. Nice. Because they were all kneel downs. <laughs> <laughs> Can't complain about that. No. No, very good. So. Well, we have mostly NFL stuff to talk about because the Bucks didn't play. No. Um, and we're going to talk to Donovan Smith. He's going to tell us a little bit about Turkey, Turkey time, time with the old line, a yeah. long-running tradition here, originally yeah. started by Devin Joseph and Jeremy Trueblood, still going on. We'll talk a little football with him, That's too. That's a nice tradition. We'll talk like a little that. football, too. Sure. That's a good I thing. like what Will Golston said on Monday, because we had a bonus day. Yeah. A bonus practice coming off the bye. Yeah, and coming off the bye, the players were off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They were off Tuesday th- through Sunday. Were they off? Yeah. What? 
They only had to come in for Monday for treatment, and the rest, really? it was six straight days off. See, it was weird Fine. because I saw a lot of people here. So yeah, well, I, treatment. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. You're still going to get your treatment if you need yeah. it. But a lot of guys went home. Like Rashad White said he went home to – not Rashad White. Maybe it was Rashad he Is he from Seattle? He's not from Seattle. Somebody went home to Seattle. Wow. Oh, that would be um, – Oh, Joe. Joe Tryon. Yes. Sure you go. Um, so, Will says – he's talking about – well, they had the, the days buy. off, and then they had to come in on Monday because Monday. For that a was, bonus. was called a bonus week. Normally, you would either get – some coaches give victory Mondays, and you don't have to come in until mm-hmm. Wednesday right. unless you need treatment. Sometimes they have short meetings, but they don't really practice because right. the guys are coming off a game and they're sore. And they have to have Saturday and Sunday off. They have to have four consecutive days, well, including he gave Saturday them, and Sunday. He gave them yeah. five. Well, after that win and after yeah. that long flight, yeah. I think so. So, they were here, and, and since they practiced, we also got a little bit of media time. Mm-hmm. And Will was talking about the bye week. And I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially he said, you had a chance to really look at how we prepared and the formula for winning, because the Seattle game was probably our best game of the year, right? I agree. And if you can do that, if you can run the ball that well, and if you can give Tom Brady so much time to throw, and if you can stop the run, then we know we have everything else we need to win, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. So he's like, we have to take what we did to prepare for that game and the way we played that game and use it as a blueprint as a model for the next seven weeks. Oh, I really like that. I like that a lot. It doesn't mean that's that's the that's the goal. I mean, they still have to do it. Right. But I like that. I mean, it makes me think that these guys, at least at least they believe that they're starting to figure things out. You know, on yeah. both sides of the ball, and um, and they think, okay, we've we've kind of got this now. We know how we're going to win games because it's not the same way they won games the last couple of years. No, and but here but here's the thing. It's kind of like. When a team is struggling, you go, hey, we got to win games. How are we going to do it? And you're looking for the answer. They have the answer. It's a question of can they execute that answer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big difference. Because, like, for Chicago, hey, we got to figure out how to win the game. They don't have all the pieces together yet. They don't have that formula. And like Will was saying, I, I really like that. That That is probably – That's why I brought it up. Yeah, that's a good one. That's. That I would is, say, and the key to making that blueprint work – is in the trenches on both sides. Mm-hmm. Because the offensive line was fantastic. Very much so. Very much so. But if Tom Brady s- suddenly has to go back to getting rid of the ball in 2.3 seconds, and if we can't run the ball, and if we can't stop the run, we're going to be back in the same old rut we were before. Well, you're going to have to run the ball against Cleveland because uh, the way the weather is looking right now, it's winds up to like 20 miles an hour. It is going to rain. Uh, it's going to be in the upper 40s plus it's right on the lake yeah, well yeah you get that the the lake effect but um i was just looking at that because yeah i kind of look like four days out because you go ah, what, what what's it going to be how's this going to go but uh personally i would have preferred if um the weather would be like maybe 32 degrees and the um you know you'd have snow because there's nothing worse than being cold and wet. I can yeah. deal with being cold because that's that's you can just deal with that. But can you do, deal with being wet as long no, as it's warm? No. There's a seventy as we speak right now. There's a seventy-seven percent chance of rain. A high of forty-nine. I know. It's going to be windy and oh, it's going to be the winds are coming twenty to thirty miles yeah, per hour. That was the big number that jumped out at me. Yeah. Too. So you're going to have to run the ball. So the question is, who, or do you use the combination of Leonard Fournette? If he can play. If he can play. And White. Which, you know. Because they're different style runners. Would you say? A little bit. I would say that White's probably a little slashier. Mm -hmm. Whereas Fournette has a lot of power power to his game. Yeah. Yep. 
So yeah, Sorry. you're gonna you're gonna have to. Are you okay? Yeah. Just you want to take a breather? We no, can I'm stop. Good. You just talk a little. Bit. Okay. You're just kind of like there. So anyways, it, I think that's going to be a big key. Is our O line? That's going to be yeah. a very big key. And and so and I say that because if you can do those what seem like simple things, if you can get four or five, 15 to 20 yard completions downfield, if you can break a couple 10 yard runs, mm-hmm. which we hadn't been doing very much at all, none. The rest of the stuff is there. I mean, the Buccaneers in the passing attack are absolutely doing a fantastic job not hurting themselves. Yep. First in the league in sacks allowed, the fewest sacks mm-hmm. allowed per pass. First, first in the league in lowest interception percentage. Those are two critical things where, where a passing attack can kill itself, and we're not doing that. So if you keep that, and now you got downfield plays, and you got not only the run game, but the much better play action game. Remember, we talked about this last week. And how most a lot of analysts believe you don't have to run the ball well in order yeah. for play action to work well. Except coaches don't, don't believe, believe that. that. So right. it's still going to be a matter of if we're running well, then we're going to do more play action. We did. I know I'm repeating some stuff we said last week, but um, we did our highest number of play action plays in any game. I think it was a tie, but tied for the highest most, and we got the most yards. We got like 123 yards off play action passes, which is huge, right? Any offense, this, you know, some of these guys like McVay and Shanahan who get so much credit for being geniuses. They get the play action working a lot of the time, sure, and they get they get a lot of results out of their play action game. Yeah, and and as we are talking about how we're going to need to run the ball, that's what Cleveland does. They mm-hmm. run the ball. That that is who that's they right are right for now. Sure. It is. They are a smash mouth football team. They're a tough playing football team, and so you well, talked about the O line being prepared. Yeah, the D line needs to be ready. Yeah, it's going to be a battle because both of their guards are Pro Bowlers. From last year, mm-hmm. Joel Batonio and Wyatt Teller, which is a pretty cool name. <laughs> Excuse me. Joel Ac- Batonio actually was a first-team APL pro mm-hmm. last year. Their, their starting center just got hurt and got put on injured reserve, and I don't know. The main reason I wanted to bring that up is because if they go by this depth chart, the 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 backup for him, the next guy that would be in, is... Look at that name. Oh, jeez. Look at this name right here. Number 72. Number 72. And, and take a take a shot at pronouncing it. Hayalti Frutholt? Okay. Okay. What is it? I'll Bob Bob Jones? No, no. Okay, so he's he's Danish. He's from Denmark. Okay. And that is pronounced Yelda Froholt. Well, I was close on the, the Froholt part, but Froholt Yelda. Part. It's, it's spelled... Yelda. So the J is an A. And this is not weird. This is just how words and names are pronounced Uh in Denmark. It's not weird at all for them. It's just we don't run into it very much. Mm -hmm. So the name is spelled H-J-A-L-T-E, which looks like maybe Hjalte, but it's Yelda. Yelda. I find this fascinating because you said you were reading a Vince Flynn book. Is Uh that right? Yeah. I like to listen to audio books in my car, novels, Mm -hmm. so so I don't have to find something on the radio. Yeah, yeah. And um, the one I'm listening to now... I've listened to a couple from this author, and she's Swedish. She's This was written in Swedish. She's Sweden. It's set in Sweden. And? So it's now been translated to English, and the, the narrator's doing, saying it in English, but when he says names or places, it's awesome. And I walk around all day. Every time they say it, I'm, they're like, there's a town called. And I have no idea how it's spelled because it's audio. It's like, Fjellbaka. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, every time I hear it, I'm like, Fjellbaka. Um, and then you... <laughs> They say some names, and you're like, I can't even imagine how that would be spelled. And I look it up, and I'm like, I can't believe that's how that's spelled. (laughs) 
Patton. Patton Hiker. Field Hiker. Field Bakker. Field Bakker. Field Bakker. It's a city in Sweden. Kind of like, oh, let me taste this. Ooh, Field Bakker. <laughs> that reminds me, when we, were, I, when we were flying back from Germany, you had the option of uh, putting on that um, uh, flight tracker. Yeah. So it would cycle through different screens, and sometimes it would show what you're flying over. Mm-hmm. And when we were flying over Gre- Greenland, and they they had little dots in the city names, uh-huh. those are some crazy freaking city <laughs> yeah, names, yeah. dude. It's funny you they're, say that because I was looking at it. They're all like point. 15 letters long, and they have multiple Qs. And I mean, it was. I'm like, what? I can't even imagine how these words are pronounced. And that's, I'm not insulting you. No, no, not no. Intending to insult. It's, I, it's my ignorance not yeah. knowing these things. But yeah. I've never been to Greenland. No. I don't know. No, but, you know, it's like looking at Mississippi. You look at it and go, wow, there's a lot of letters there. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the hardest uh, geographical word in America is for, like, say, somebody in Sweden to pronounce. I don't know. I don't think Mississippi would be all that hard. No. It looks like it sounds. Yeah. Well, we'll have to reach out to our Swedish friends and find <laughs> out. Hey, if, <laughs> yeah. if you're in Sweden, in fact. Or if you have a Swedish, you know what? I, 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 do know, I had a, a guy I worked with many years ago. He moved to Sweden. Oh, gosh, he's been there about 30 years now. His name is Bob, so, you know, he's going to be well-known in Sweden. <laughs> hey, Bob. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> um, I wonder. I'm curious about that. That is. It doesn't have to be. Maybe. I don't know if we no. have any listeners in Sweden, but if you do, email yeah. us. We gave you that what email address. What would be the, the hardest one? Yeah. Tell us, what, tell us what is hard for you to pronounce among American names of people and yeah. kind of geographical sure. landmarks. That's interesting. It doesn't have to be Sweden. I know we have some people that listen in Germany. Yeah, well, that's so, true. So, I mean, you know, remember I tried to pronounce all those German words? You did good. I got a couple. You right? got a couple, right? That was that was fair game. That's very good. I think the, yeah. Okay, what? enough yeah. on that. Okay, enough of the Swedish talk. Continue. I just find the, the uh, Do you know I, I, I would like to just Speaking listen. of Swedish, you know, Ikea has really good Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If you like that sort of thing. My wife gets them. Which is funny is um, Stephen um, w- was in Denmark and he was talking about oh, yeah, after how the... how great it, how uh-huh. cool it was being there. Yeah, yeah. So that's so. If you want to know some Swedish words, he was throwing them out at lunch. So maybe you can check that. Did out. Did you know that Tom Brady passed Ring of Honor member Doug Williams for fifth in team history in passing yards in that last game? I week? knew he was close. And now he needs a couple more, a couple do. hundred more to pass Trent Duffer. Okay. Which should probably happen. It, it could happen this week. It could. I don't uh, know. Your weather 20, thing. 30 mile an hour wind. I that's, know. That's a hard ball to throw. I wonder if it's one of those things where the wind generally blows hard in one direction. <clears throat> I, I would think it would because it's on the lake. The, the stadium yeah, is right it, on the lake. I know. I said that. So was the one before it, the mistake on the lake. Right. But it doesn't matter how the stadium's constructed. That was the lake that caught on fire. <laughs> it did. I know, I know. <laughs> but it doesn't it also depend on how the stadium's constructed? I mean, some teams have, some places have wind that can sometimes go hard in one direction, not the other, because, like, there's an open end zone or something. Right. I don't even know the name of that stadium. First anymore. Energy Stadium. No, they changed it. No, it's, it's First not, Energy Stadium. It is not. It's right there in the record and fact book from this year. I don't believe it is. I think it got changed. Damn it. No, I'm serious. So during the season, Something, that came out in like maybe not August. Somebody changed their name to a stadium. And okay, so somebody it. who was it? Who was it that changed? Oh, it was it was Acrisure Stadium. It's, it's yeah. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh changed their name in the middle of a yeah, season. So no, so they it, didn't. It was before the season. Oh, okay. It was shortly before the season. What is the name of Cleveland Stadium? First Energy Stadium. I'm looking at it right here. Okay, so w- hit winds of First Energy Stadium, also known as the Factory of Sadness. Oh, 
according Why? to this Wikipedia page. Because they suck. I thought it was a dog pound. It does look like it does look like it has an on this picture. It does look like this end zone's more open than the other one. It might be. We've been there once, but it was eight years ago. Is that how? I, you know, I was trying to remember how long ago that was. I don't remember that game. I mean, I, I was doing series history, so I had to look at it. No, I don't. We lost, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the only thing I remember about that game, it was before I had back surgery and I could hardly walk. That's the only thing I remember about that game. <laughs> that stinks. That does. I remember that. You know. But you're so much better for it now. I am. Um, we lost 17 to 22. Really? <laughs> I don't remember that. Really? Yeah. It was, it was 2014, so we lost all but two games that year. Oh, okay, okay. So, so that makes... That makes uh, uh, Mike Evans... As a rookie, had seven receptions for 124 wow, yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, that was wow. one of his big days. He had the other one in Washington. Bobby Rainey was our leading ball carrier. These stats aren't yeah. that bad, but wow. Mike Glennon threw a couple interceptions, and and uh, Brian Hoyer was their quarterback. Wow. Wow. Did you know? Did I? I dropped this nugget while we were all standing around waiting for the press conferences yesterday, uh-huh. and – I always know it's a good one when the writers are like, ooh, that's cool. Like Greg Allman and Rick Stroud and them. Mm-hmm. We have played, this will be the 11th time that the Buccaneers have played the Browns in the regular season. All right. It'll also be the 11th different starting quarterback for us. Wow. We've had a different starting quarterback in every single time we played the Browns. What's our record there? Three and four and six, four and four and six, maybe. Right. Maybe this will be the seven. lucky charm. Well, Tom Brady. Doesn't have to even be a lucky charm. He could just no. be Tom Brady. Fine. They have, they have also had a different starting quarterback for like the last six games. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, they've they've had so much turnover at quarterback, <laughs> including Vinny Testaverde was one of them. <laughs> and they also they didn't play against us, but the Browns. You know that whole thing about how they've had like thirty two different starting quarterbacks since whatever year, nineteen ninety or something. Right. Um, like five of them are, are also former Buccaneers. Both McCowns. Really. Uh, Jeff Garcia, Vinny Testaverde, wow. and Trent Dover. What does that tell you? Maybe six. I think there's one more. Jeez. Mike Glennon, maybe? No, I don't think Mike Glennon did. Mm, I know he went to Chicago, Cardinals. Didn't he go to one of the New York teams? Yeah, I think yeah the he, Giants last year. Yeah. Is he still in the league? I don't even know. I think I don't. Th- I think he was last year. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know about this year, but as a, as I'll a, let you know. As a backup quarterback. This is really good doing it in my office because I can look everything up on this. And you love that so much. He had a tryout with the 49ers okay. on uh, September 20th, but he is not currently on the team. All right. He has a long neck. Mm-hmm. Look at that neck. Yep. Look at that neck. Yep. Filled with fabulous prizes. Okay. I've got notes. I'm just going to look at it. Where do we go from here? All right. What do you got? There's a, it seems like there's a ridiculous catch in the NFL every single week now. Oh, yeah. Did you see the Cole Komet I catch? I did. The Bears tied in down the seam? I did. Woo! It wasn't yeah. quite just – it might be the catch of the year if it wasn't for Justin Jefferson. Yeah. But still. That's a tight end. Yeah. He's catching that, twisting around in the air. And it was it was like he had you, – you remember Stick'em? Yeah, it was like his gloves had, did look sticky. It did. It looked like he had gobs of stickum on his hand, which he just, didn't. No, correct, because it's illegal. Now. Right, the Raiders made it illegal. Yeah. Well, they just stuck his hand out. I know, and it went, and it just. Do you know how big your hand has to be? A to just palm, to hang on to a yeah. football, uh-huh. and then have it being thrown. Yeah, that and he's jumping and twisting yeah. in the air and getting hit. Yeah, and and the, it, and the poor defenders, like like, what do I need? Well, yeah, to what do, do I got to do? <laughs> so. It was like, remember the great uh, Mike Evans touchdown guess, catch against Dallas yep. in week one? Yep. 
and we have we already have a, a beautiful blown picture. Up big picture yes. of it. And it looks like a one-handed catch. Uh-huh. And when he was talking about it, he's like, it really it really wasn't a one-handed catch because I got it, but then I brought, brought it, down it down to my other hand. This yeah. this catch by Komet and the one by Held Jefferson, yeah. they were clear just one-handed catches. The other hand didn't get involved at all. Yeah. That's incredible. And it's not easy to squeeze a football. Yeah, but those guys, most a lot of those guys have much bigger hands than I do. Yes, especially here. Yep. I got small hands. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. That, okay, that's so. That's a great catch. I'll go with that. Okay, hey, here's something. What? Because we have talked previously when it seemed like there was a possibility that um, was one of our games had a chance of being moved earlier with because of the hurricane? Yeah, and we, 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 we almost ended up in Minnesota and, and then we wondered, Denver. And we wondered how that works, how the tickets would work. Uh-huh. And you were of the opinion that they would be free, right? Yeah. For locals. Yeah. No? Well, I, I, I can't say you're wrong. You're wrong in the fact that that's not what they did. Oh. They did sell tickets, and... The teams, well, at least the Bills did. I didn't read what the, the Browns did. Well, they wouldn't have to because they didn't sell tickets. It was a away game. The Bills, it wasn't like if you were a season ticket holder, you just used your ticket in Detroit. Uh-huh. They automatically reimbursed everybody for their tickets to the game in Buffalo. Okay. And then you separately, as a different transaction, bought tickets Bought to- tickets if you're a Buffalo's fan. But they, you you saw the game, right? They got yeah, a, lot a lot of fans. Of fans there. Yeah. yeah. And um, they left early. They had to pay. They had to pay. They did. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the reason I say you weren't really wrong is that the last time this happened in 2014, when a Bills-Jets game was moved to Detroit, they did let the people in free. Okay. That's probably where I got it from. Which is kind of hard to believe on the way back. Well. I mean, that's kind of hard to believe. Wasn't it? I th- they could have charged something. I think. But they were afraid they weren't going to get a. Yeah, and I think it was because it was just last minute, more so than this. This one you knew they had. they were going to move the this is when they knew they were going to have to move the teams. And they knew, like, what, Wednesday that that game was going to I don't think they really decided till Thursday, but probably people yeah, had to break they, it. Yeah. they were working on it. Well, and you see 70 inches coming, <laughs> you know, and everybody goes, oh, why didn't you play? They could play in that. Yes, the players could play. The reason why they moved the games is because of the support staff of, you know, the volunteer or just security, just the police who probably should be doing other things in a major disaster like yeah. that. Because it is like a disaster when you have 70 inches of snow. But what's, it's weird up there is one town would have 70 inches of snow and like 10 miles away in another town, they had seven inches that's of like, snow. Well, that's the lake effect. Yeah, said. it is the lake effect. Yeah. The funniest tweet I saw on this was... You all right? Um, Early in the week, one of the national writers, like a Schefter or somebody, tweeted out the Bills could get six foot... Six feet of snow, uh-huh. and somebody responded, "Devin Singletary is five foot seven, and I'm worried about him." <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good line. Well, what, what's really great up there, and and I lived in uh, in upstate New York, and when it snows, everybody kind of pulls together because you know you get state of emergencies and things close down. And uh, up in Buffalo, people, yeah. the fans were helping you know dig out players and yeah. stuff of that <clears throat> nature. Which you have to understand is that it's not that they can. It's just like if you got if you pay a guy to plow your driveway, all right? He's got a lot of driveways to plow, so it might take him a while to get to you. So everybody else kind of just comes in and, and helps out and gets you to the main road. Yeah, the guy who helped out, one of the two guys that helped out, Josh Allen, was a dude named Squirrel Winter. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because he, he had a big old tractor. Because he was a nearby farmer. He was. But he's not at all interested in the publicity. Nope. He, he 
like took a phone call and said, nah, I didn't want to do it. Anymore. Yeah, he, he it's pretty cool. He said he plowed the driveway and the garage door open and there was Josh Allen. And he was like, oh, that's Josh Allen. <laughs> Josh Allen. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's that's pretty strong. Well, you know, that's what I'm saying is that you just kind of pitch in and get it together. But, you know, the reason, you know, people were going, oh, why would you new play? It's just all the logistics uh, of it. It's like here with hurricane stuff. We almost did not have our game at Raymond James Stadium because of if we would have been hit, A, and you have to realize all the people who are involved in a football game. And you don't think about it until something like that happens. Plus, the stadium could be used as like a disaster relief area. In Tampa, it is a disaster relief area, yes. Well, it's a staging area for staging area. for all the rescue and things of that nature. So, But, yes, I, I am happy that I did not have to deal with the snow. That was... It's fun at first, you know, like you look out, it's great at first, and then, yeah, not so much. So, who had the worst weekend in in the NFL this piece of this I, weekend? I, I, uh, well, the worst weekend? I mean, I've got an answer. Well, I would think uh, the Giants had, had a bad weekend. Worse than the Vikings? Yeah, because they played the Dallas Cowboys. The, the Vikings did. Yeah. And Giants. Dallas is a good team. The Giants were playing the Lions, and everybody has been dissing them. They were at home, the Giants. So, to me, that would have been – I don't even know what the spread was on that. But I would have to say the Giants were favored. They would have been favored. Yeah. So, I say that would be very disappointing. Well, I actually meant – I actually have a single individual as my answer. But, oh, okay. But counterpoint to what you're saying there. Dallas, Minnesota, in Minnesota, was supposed to be – uh, a matchup of two of the top NFC contenders. Yes. And I know that they were upset in Minnesota that Dallas was actually favored in that game. Uh-huh. Well. <laughs> like the first time in eight and one. Yeah, like what does Vegas know, right? Uh, what do they know? Is that not weird? They were favored in that <laughs> but game. But they're – it's very strange. So, them getting blown out, I think, exposes the Vikings. Mm. The Vikings – the Vikings, Giants, and spoiler alert, this is where I'm going with my choice. All right. The Jets – all, all uh, got quote unquote exposed. They all had like seven and three or six and three records. Mm. They all lost. The the Vikings got demolished. Um, the Giants lost to a three and six team. Right. And the Jets couldn't do a dang thing on offense. No. What they, they have, three all, yards? Yeah, three yards. Um, they. I would say what since nobody really believed in the Giants that much anyway, and. They're way ahead of schedule on what was supposed to be a rebuild. Mm-hmm. I think it was worse for the, the Vikings. But my choice is actually a player, and it's Jets quarterback Zach Wilson. <clears throat> wow. I'm sure you saw what happened with him, right? Yeah, that, you know, that is the. Um, <sighs> what? Just his. Use your words, Jeff. His answer. Oh, I know. was horrible. It's. And it. I mean, come on. He's been in the league for a little bit. He should understand what to say. And, exactly. you know, I mean, just, I have to play better. I have to play better. That's all you got to say. Done. So, in case anybody listening doesn't know, Zach Wilson is the second-year quarterback for the Jets. He's pretty much been awful, but they've been winning anyway. And so, it's, you know, the stories haven't been too bad, right? Right. They play the they play the Patriots and 
you know, they can't beat the Patriots. Nope. It doesn't matter what year it is. Right. <clears throat> they have not won in 14 tries. Something like that. Yeah, yeah I think 2007. And only, and only one of, like, the last 25 yeah, or something. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, they... Both neither team can do anything on offense. Mac Jones isn't much better than Zach Wilson. Uh-huh. It's three to three, uh, and they end up losing on the punt return, which I thought there was blocking in the back. Yeah, I now I will say this at the very end. At the very end, yeah. when he almost to the goal line, I thought it was blocking to the back. Now that was as it was happening. Then I saw the replay, and I was kind of like. Oh, maybe not. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe he did catch him on the side. I had the same initial reaction in that I didn't think it was blocking in the back, but it was close enough that it could be called, and it was unnecessary. That guy wasn't going to get him. So don't take a chance at the penalty. Uh, Right. Anyway, they lose. Their defense allows one field goal the whole game. (laughs) And um, their offense gained a total of two yards in the second half. And that would be two. 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 In the second half. Two. The number two. One more than one. Yes. Less than three. They averaged three inches per play in the second half. <laughs> you could just. You can't make that stuff you up. You could just QB sneak every single play for the entire half and three you're going to average more inches. than three inches. Yeah, we got them. incredible, huh? We got them on the run now. So, after the game, your team. I guess you would say that's a game of inches. <laughs> that one really was. Your team. Just lost in a game where your defense allowed three points. Right. And you are asked, you're the quarterback. I am the quarterback. Ostensibly the leader of this team, even though you're young. Not only are you like 22, but you look like you're about 12 years old. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've seen a guy, but yes. he, looks, he looks like a preteen. Yeah. You you are asked, um, you know, you, you guys, your defense only gave up three points. Does the offense feel like a little bit responsible for not holding up their name? Something like that. Uh-huh. It wasn't even said, is it you? It was the offense. Yeah. And he just goes, no. Dismissively, no. Yeah. Come on, man. Like you, you said. You can't. It doesn't even matter what you really believe in your head. You got to be smart enough to go, yeah, we really should have produced more on offense. We can't waste these great defensive efforts. Those guys are fighting hard. We want to. We want to pull our end of the bargain too. Yeah, that's that's all you got to say, and it's over. Well, and the thing is, is you don't even have to say we. We just have to say I. I need. You can do that. Too. I yeah. need to get the ball to the playmakers. Uh, you know that those are the things that we're going to get better. Mm-hmm. I know we we understand that our defense is playing very well. We're trying and mm-hmm. whatever. That's all you got to do. Just don't be a. a yeah, about it. No, it, that was so. I'm pretty sure that the coach Robert Sala uh-huh. said after the game mm-hmm. that he was going to bench him. But then on Monday he said benching him was on the table, and that Wilson's been informed that it's a possibility. Yeah. So now, I assume that bit- I assume that Sala spoke before Wilson yeah. in the post game. Now is that is that uh, benching because of what he said or because of his? That's performance? my point. Okay. I think my point was. That press conference performance may end up ending his freaking career with the Jets because, I to me it sounds like if he's saying if Salah says on Sunday night no we're not considering benching him, and then on Monday morning yes we are considering benching him yeah. and we've told him that what happened in between well what happened in between was him at his at the podium and then presumably and certainly reports have come out not a lot of enjoyment of that. In the locker room. No, and so, if you lose the locker room as a quarterback, you're in trouble. So his play had been bad, but they were going to stick with it because what do they got? Yeah. Joe Flacco yeah. and Mike White. But he may have pissed everybody off so much that he gets benched. Right. 
and it was the straw. That it, was the last straw, and he might not get his job back. Yeah, it's not good when you go to the podium as a head coach and say your offense played like dog poop. <laughs> did know? he say that? Yes, he did. But he didn't use poop. So <laughs> Oh, he used the actual yeah. word. So that's that's never good. That's 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 not a strong advocate for your offense. So, All right. So he, you so you say he's he had the worst Sunday. I think he had the worst. Yeah. That's fair. I don't know who it could have been worse. Maybe Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Maybe. Uh yeah. Lovey Smith didn't have a good podium talk. Yeah, that's true. That didn't go well. That didn't go well. No. Kyle Pitts got hurt. Your your fantasy tight end One guy. Of them. I yeah. had I didn't even want to play him anymore, but my other tight end, Gerald Everett, got hurt. Mm-hmm. So I had to put him in. He was actually having an okay game. Had three catches for forty three yards, and then he gets hurt. Yeah. Um. Oh, which by the way. By the way, yes. No, I'll wait until the I'll wait until the questions because okay. somebody probably asked the question. Somebody like has that. a question where they said they like the fantasy All stuff. Right. So I'll save it. Fair enough. We're about done here, I think, with our opening segment. Okay. We've been talking for an hour. Which is pretty good considering we haven't had a game. Right. I wanted to do one more thing. Okay. I wanted you and I to discuss what the Bucks have seven more opponents. Okay. And they have a seven game, as Will Golson said, every game is a playoff game. They have a seven game run. Like I explained earlier, Atlanta wins, we lose, they're in first. So mm-hmm. every single week there's probably going to be the playoff Back position hanging in the balance, right? Yeah, fair enough. So here's who are never – we'll do these in order, our next seven opponents and what we think they look like in week 11, okay? Okay. Cleveland. Uh, I think it's going to be a hard fought. I mean, but how did you – How did you, you said earlier you thought they held their own against Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So what do you want to know? Well, that's a tough one. Yeah. I don't think Jacoby Brissett is bad. No. It's probably going to be his last start. Correct. Because Deshaun Watson's coming back. He is. But I don't think he's bad. So we're kind of hitting them at the right time. If you're going to hit the Browns, that's a good time. I don't know. Would you rather have Jacoby, who's playing decently, and it yeah, also nah. has – Because I know what I'm getting. I'm, because I'm not going to – I don't know what but I'm getting. But Deshaun, I mean, he hasn't played in like two and a half years. Doesn't he should ma- be rusty. He's the unicorn. <clears throat> I guess. He's the unicorn. I'd be willing to bet you that – his first start will not go well. Mm, probably not because he's not in football shape. Yeah. That's, that's a whole other thing. Point. But <clears throat> Cleveland. Now, that is a game. If you look at that and the way things are going uh, at this part of the season, you should say that is a game you would expect the Buccaneers to win. Cleveland? Yes. That but I think we both agree it's they're a tougher opponent than their 3-7 and seven record. If would, you would go suggest. in like you went in against Pittsburgh and uh, Carolina – uh, on the road earlier this season, you will be leaving the same way. They are th- they are second. They have allowed the second most points in the league mm-hmm. this year. But they also have played like their last two games are against Miami and Buffalo, two really good teams. Baltimore, Cincinnati. Although they did pretty well against Cincinnati. Yep. The Chargers. They usually have a good offense when people aren't hurt. <laughs> right. All right. So next one, New is, Orleans, Monday night. Uh, that is a rivalry game. Yeah. And so all bets are off. Yeah. It's whoever wants it the most, period. We haven't had good experiences with the Saints on Monday night. I was just going to say, we haven't had great experiences on Monday night, period, have we? Well, we did last year. Okay. We Well, we beat – we haven't had one yet this year, have we? No. No, this is the first one. We've had Sunday nights. Yeah. Uh, against Kansas City well, didn't go too well. But the Dallas one did. It, yeah, that was opening game. Yes. So, yes, that particular game, uh, Monday night game. Scary. Very scary. Even though the Saints aren't playing very well, they're, they're, there's just something about the Bucs. Listen, 
if two teams hated each other, <laughs> we'd have to like someone to get to hate right now. You see what I'm saying? No. I mean, we'd have to we'd have to improve. There's so much animosity between these two teams that you would have to, you, you would have to be kind to get nasty. You, you see <laughs> oh, what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, just you mean you're beyond? Yeah, you're just way beyond, and so you have to throw that out the window. All I, right, so I I would not. I mean, you have to I, be kind to get nasty. Yeah. Because to get to that, I, point, I only I only could possibly understand that statement in context with your explanation because otherwise it sounds like it makes yeah. no sense at all. Yeah, it's kind of like you know how good you have to be to be bad in baseball. Oh, you have to be really good. Yeah, to, to be, be a bad. bad major league player. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm talking about. But anyways, uh, that's a game that um, gosh, you'd really want because you could just end them you at all trying to, to get to the division. You just agree. take them out. Okay. So ne- next one. All right. San Fran. Uh, 425 game, San Francisco. In San Francisco. In San Francisco or in San Jose where the Levi Stadium is. But, uh, well, after watching San Francisco last night, wow, they're coming alive. I would argue two things here. What's that? That's the toughest game left on our schedule. I agree. And, okay, take the Bucks out of the picture so it doesn't sound like I'm demeaning us. Right. Philadelphia's obviously earned the number one contender status in the nfc for now yes and you know nine and one is nine and one correct but uh a lot can happen i would suggest that the san francisco 49ers are the second best team in the conference i'm taking us out of it sure so for, of the other 15 teams i think san Fran's the second best and they're just going to keep rolling yeah their offense they have so much i mean i know you were just talking about how good christian mccaffrey is and looked but they got Elijah Mitchell they're running all the time, too. He's right. back from injury. But you know what? If you add the Buccaneers back into this, all offense is pretty good, too. Yeah, but... It can be. Okay, so they got Debo Samuel, who can be a running back or a wide receiver. Yeah. They got George Kittle, who might... Well, Travis Kelsey exists, so he George, might be the yeah, second best the tight end tight right end now. after the catch tight yeah. end. No, you're... They scheme him open so wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Brandon Ayuk is another ridiculous athlete. They got the most versatile set of skill position players in the right. league. So that would be the toughest one on the schedule. Uh, Cincinnati here, uh, here, that's a, that's a hard go. Cincinnati, they're a little up and down. Yeah. They're, they're hot and cold. They're, they're hot and cold. And, uh, I kind of lean towards us because it is a home game, but are they, they're a challenge there. There's no question. Uh, Jamar Chase will be back by then. He might be back this week. Mm-hmm. T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon gets hurt and Samaj Perrine, however it's pronounced, scores three touchdowns in, right. in his stead. They also have a lot of weapons. It's there's no cakewalk, and they have they don't have a lot of household names on defense, but it comes together into a good defense. Yeah, that's true. All right, um, Arizona. I, I think dumpster fire. I think Arizona is totally done. There's something like five and twelve in their last seventeen games. Yeah, I, I, I if there's a if there's a head coach on the hot seat, I think there's the that, vibes are bad. It's not going well. The vibes are bad. Now the other thing too is you know the, the GM's been there for a long time, so you know there's just a lot going on, and so who knows they. Yeah, I'm not wishing any ill. No, no, no. It's just it's just Steve you kind of look is, at it. Steve Kim's a good friend of RG. Of yeah, course. right. I'm just saying. So you know, are they at that point where they go, okay, let's? Yeah, I, I mean, they're they're the ones that had a head coach for one year yeah. and blew them out, and they also are the team yeah. that that picked a first round quarterback tenth overall and only and got rid of him after one year, which doesn't really look that bad. No, I mean he's been terrible, yeah. obviously, but and Kyler Murray's been pretty good, right? But I don't know now. I, so okay, so there you go. You know, is it the system that that Could all of a both. sudden you know? 
I don't know if Kyler Murray's the answer, man. Yeah. I don't know if you win with him. Well, they they haven't, so that's why they changed. You know, they had what uh, Colt McCoy in there. Well, he it's because Kyler was hurt. Yeah. Um, which I have a story about, which I will tell later. Okay. When we get to the fantasy stuff. All right. It's Carolina. Well, you I know, mean, you have to start by saying they beat the crap out of us. Yeah, but this, I'm sorry, but the Carolina game should be the reverse of what it was in Carolina. It w- we okay. should, it, right. yes. We, you think we'll dominate Carolina? We yes. They will have given up by this point, maybe. Who's their quarterback? Correct. A lot of lot of things there. The U-Hauls are backing up to the guys are making business yeah. decisions and hitting the training. Correct. Room. So, yeah, I I would I would think at that at that point in time. On January first, that and then, it, it and then Atlanta. Well, as I said earlier in this podcast, uh, it could be the divisions on the line, which would really suck if we go to the last game of the year to yeah. win the division because now you're number four. Plus, it's probably a win. Oh, winner take all. Winner, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not probably getting a wild card spot, right? And that's to be determined. So, uh, uh, on what time it is. So, Still, but what about the strength of this team, Atlanta? Uh, Atlanta is much better than their record. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. They're five and six. That sounds about right to me. But they're like one play away from beating us. Yeah, kinda. I mean, kinda. I mean, that we was controlled not a, most of that game, and then they had a little. And then they had a surge. Yeah, so. but that doesn't but, concern me that much. But um, they they just know. lost Kyle Pitts. I mean, that well, that's help. true. They that's don't. True. They don't really. They don't really have much of a passing attack. No, but they they're making fi- it work. They figure out ways to win. I also don't think their defense is particularly good. That okay. one doesn't worry me as much. They all worry me, and, okay. and you got to so you, care. So, so I would say the next four mm-hmm. are the key. Correct. Cleveland, New Orleans, San Francisco, Cincinnati, because then you have Arizona, Carolina, Atlanta to finish it out. If yeah. you're in decent shape heading into those last three, uh, you're probably feeling pretty good. Correct. Correct. Okay. So right. you're so if you could take so what you're saying if you take two out of the three, you're still in good shape, or do you need to be four, three? There's four. Okay, two. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, it's, gonna, it's obviously going to depend on what Atlanta does. Yeah. So you're saying? I think if we win two of four, two of four, you're. In. I mean, I want us to win all of them. I'm just saying yeah, worst yeah, case no, scenario. No. Well, Atlanta at the same time has Washington at Washington, which is tough. Right. They got Pittsburgh, which I don't know. They're kind of. Well, hard you to call. you also got to realize too the yeah. NFC uh, teams you want to beat because and then, they, and then they got to take them out of the equation. And then they got to buy, and then they got at New Orleans, which mm-hmm. is not a tough. That's a tough draw for them. Mm-hmm. So, and then they have to play Baltimore right. at Baltimore. Right, right now, right now, San Francisco six and four. They're what? They're they're going to get better. They're going to get better. Well, but then they still got to play Seattle yet. But however, don't they play Arizona again? Do they play Arizona? Uh, they again? probably hope so because they seem to have their number. Yeah. So they're and the Rams. San Fran has just in a row, sandwich around a bye week, beaten mm-hmm. the other three teams in their division. Okay, that's a strength. And then they have the Saints at home. The Dolphins at home. Well, that's a tough the one. The Bucks at home, but it's three straight home, home games. games. Yeah. Wow. And really. Then, and then at Seattle. At the end of the year, they're getting three straight. No, home those games? are the next three games. Yeah, but that's near the end of the year. That's three home games. This well, late in the five season. of their last seven games are at home. Wow. Further cementing my point that San Francisco is the team to worry about. Wow. Remember, the NFC teams are getting nine home games this year. Oh, we, that's we right. Did. We, gave, we did. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Yeah, Our, we did have a home game. We won it in Munich, <laughs> technically. <laughs> yeah. All no, right. No, technically, it was a home game. That's we did game. win it. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I'm good. All right. So we, let's go. We're uh, gonna go uh, we're get, gonna get uh, Donovan Smith. Run on down we're outside. Not, come on. We can't pretend that this is happening next. No. Because 
well because oh, Turkey Time of the O line happened yesterday. Yeah, it did. And that's when we recorded. But we the ran out there. We didn't want to take him away. So we just went out there. Yep. Did the interview. We're standing right there by the car line. Yep, we did. He was very gracious to he do that. He was. He was. And we tried not to keep him out of the work for too long. Nope. So let's get to that. Let him talk about uh, this important uh, charity work that they do every year and also a little football. The Salty Dogs. And we're back here on the Salty Dogs podcast with me, Scott Smith. I'm Jeff Ryan. And for the first time ever in, what, four or five years of doing this, we're on location. Yes. Because we wanted it. Go ahead. Well, it's it, we're just growing. You know, it's demands right now. They want the Salty Dogs out and about. And where we are now, we wanted to talk to Do- tackle Donovan Smith today in particular because it's yet another turkey time for the O-line. And we actually just came down here to where it's going on so that he could give us an idea of what's going on and why it's important. No, uh, shoot, this is what, the 16th year, I believe it is, uh, that, you know, the old vets have put into place where, you know, we give back to the community. Um, it's a thousand families that basically the guys in the room, offensive line, they donate their money and we come together to feed, uh, you know, these families that's less fortunate in a time where, you know, a lot of people, you get families to come together and everything like that. So we just want to be able to provide that. So. We're able to get out here, see these beautiful families and faces, and, you know, give back. Like you said, 16 years, which means it started before you even got here. Um, Davin Joseph and Jeremy Trueblood originally started. But how important is it for every next generation of this old line to keep this tradition going? Yeah, no, it's very important. Um, just in the fact of, you know, we want to make sure that we, we always give back to the community and, and have a place to where we can sit there and call home. And what better place to do that than here at Tampa? Uh, like you said, as... The, the year's been going on. We, we got to keep it going. Uh, far past me and long past uh, other guys. So, you know, I, I hope and pray that that's the, that it goes that way. So how do you encourage them to go ahead and keep passing it along? Or how did you get involved? Uh, so I got involved with, uh, you know, the, the great DeMar Dotson. Uh, you know, he was a great man. You know, he spoke to me the values of, you know, giving back to your community um, and just making sure that you, you know, show face to when, when it matters, while you matter. Um, so, you know, it's just something that I hung on to to make sure that, you know, we, we keep that tradition going. I see you have your daughter out here. So you're getting her started early to get uh, civil service, oh, getting yeah. things oh, done yeah. in the community? Oh, yeah, absolutely. She, she's out here having a blast. She's on iced tea duty. So <laughs> she's she, she carrying them iced teas over to the cars and everything. And she's blowing all the cars, kisses goodbye and saying happy Thanksgiving. So I think she's enjoying it. Do so you interact with the people coming by and put the food in yourself and talk to them a little bit about you know what's going on in their lives? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, sometimes you know it's 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 hard to because uh, you know we get in a, we got type shit running here. You know, keeping the line going. But you know, you just you you just see all different people from walks of life coming through here. Uh, you know, some single parents, some old, some young. Uh, a lot of groups and programs coming through to make sure that they take stuff back. We had a couple. Uh, Actually, Clearwater Police come out. You know, obviously, we they give back out in their community. So, you know, be able to just chop it up with them a little bit is, is definitely a blessing. And, you know, I appreciate it, and I'm sure they do, too. We, uh, you know, this is a podcast about the Bucks in general, so not just this. But you mind if we ask you a few football-related questions, too, before we let you go? Come on. I asked you right after the game in the locker room in Munich if you thought this was a statement game for the offensive line. I was putting words in your mouth, but you did agree with me. Do you think this is maybe, like, 
you found a formula and you can repeat this week yeah. to week? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, as an offensive line, you know, you kind of take pride in those things and it, it, it being put on your back. And, you know, one way to do that is, you know, running the ball and protecting the quarterback. So anytime that we could go out there and get those two things done at a high level, you know, the outcome of the game is going to be in our favor all the time. So, you know, just as a unit, we got to keep working at it. And we are. I feel like we're hitting the right stride in the right directions right now. You know, all the guys doing a great job. Nick stepping in, doing a great job as well. So we just look forward to, you know, taking it the next step and riding this thing all the way. What would you say was the key that kind of changed the O-line from the beginning of the season to where you are now? Yeah, no, uh, just, you know, just chemistry, honestly. Uh, to be able to understand and know, you know, how players play and what, you know, what's needed, what how they think, you know, on the field and everything like that, you know, it plays a part. So chemistry as well, but then just everybody just progressing as a player, you know, winning your one-on-one -on -one battles, that's the biggest thing out there. So, you know, everybody's coming in, coming into their own phase, stepping in, doing their job. So, like I said, we're going to take it, put it on our back, run the ball, protect, and get it going. I'm curious, beginning of the season, first game, you look to your left, you look to your right, and you go, who are these guys that are standing next to you? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, that's just the name of the game. Um, I was definitely blessed and fortunate to have a, you know, a great next to me for what was that, four or five years with Ali Marpet. So, you know, be able to have him, you know, take his next path to life and then, you know, allow uh, now allow another group of guys to come in and flourish in this league. You know, it's great. But, you know, like I said, both, both Luke, Nick, they did a great job, you know, coming in. And like I said, it's only going to get everybody better out there. And, you know, it is what it is. It's the name of the game. Hopefully, Luke or Nick, you know, next to me for the next how many ever years. So you, You've had a couple seasons to see what Leonard Fournette can do, and at times it's been amazing. Now this last game with Rashad White stepping up, what do you, what do you see from him as a runner? Do you think he's a talented guy that's going to have a long career in this league? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, obviously you see things a lot earlier, you know, being out there. Uh, you know, he's he's been showing it since training camp, you know, consistency and just everything that he's done. Uh, you know, he hits the hole, he does a great job, and, you know, he, <laughs> he make us look good in the times when we do bad for him. So... You know, that's the things that you want, but that's the way that it goes in the, in the running back room. You got, you know, a great room there with Lenny leading the way. Uh, you know, to be able to have Shaq come step in, sneak, you know, come in. And then now we got Geo back healthy, which is a big thing. So, you know, it's, 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 it's looking up for all of us, uh, like I said, especially in that running back room. And, you know, with them leading the way, I'm excited for When Rashad stiff-armed Quandre Diggs into the next solar system. Oh, that's a touchy subject. That's my man's, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, Quandre is? Okay, well, then you feel sorry for him, I guess, for getting posterized, but did that fire everybody up a little bit? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it just kind of gives his mentality on how he wants to run the ball. Um, you know, he's not going to go down easy, easy, and, you know, he'll give you a nice little stiffy if you want. So, you know, that's something you want to be able to get from your back. So nice, nice versatility, power, elusiveness, and everything, and, you know, he, he got it all. What, uh, what did you do during the bye week to get yourself ready for the rest of the season? Oh, yeah, a lot of treatment. Um, Definitely just getting the body back right. Uh, you know, it was, a, what, eight weeks, ten weeks or whatever it is for the, for the first uh, part of the season. So, you know, you kind of just get a refresh. I was able to sit back, kick my feet up a little bit, spend time with my family. You know, as you know, that go kind of astray during the season and whatnot. But, you know, I still got a little bit of me time, you know, to be able to go hang out with the boys. So it was a great time. Excellent. Well, I guess we always have to ask the one question. It's Thanksgiving. So what are you eating on Thanksgiving? Oh, man, what I'm eating? What am I not eating? I think <laughs> I'm probably not eating cranberry sauce. Okay. And I'm that's probably fair. not eating, like, any type of pie or anything like that. I'm not a big pie person. But anything else, I'm all in. Green bean casserole? <laughs> Green bean casserole I'm in. Stuffing. I think the sides are stuffing better. stuffing or dressing? I say stuffing. Stuffing?
Well, stuffing to me is what goes in the bird. Dressing is the side dish when Semantics. you make more. So Semantics. The side dish is stuffing, but okay. Okay. It, uh, so I want you call what goes inside the bird. Stuffing. That's stuffing. They're both if stuffing, Jeff. Yeah, but if it doesn't go inside the bird, it can't be stuffing. <laughs> yeah, they're both stuffing. Well, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get I've them off. Since I've been young, has been called stuffing. Thank I've been you. Stuffing my mouth. It's tradition. <laughs> All right. Very good. Well, on thank that, you. On that note, we'll let you go back and hand out some turkeys. Appreciate thank you for your time. Thank Definitely. you. <laughs> the Salty Dogs. And we're back here on the Salty Dogs podcast for our third and final segment. The fun segment. This is your segment. I know. Fans. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying my side. No. Oh. I, I do not give you. You're not going to give me any any credit there. I okay. do not give you your own segment. All right. All right. This are, these are fan questions. All right. Let's go. Let's roll them off. Let's make it great. Okay. Get it done. From Mark Rice in Mesa, Arizona, which yeah. will be close to that. When we, well, Glendale's a little bit out. Yeah. I don't know where we're staying. Uh, I think we're staying there around the Camel. Uh, I know the hotel. I can't. I bet, I probably is it the Biltmore? It oh. is. <laughs> Whoops. Well, you didn't have to say yes. You didn't have to say yes, Jeff. I don't know how many of our listeners are going to be in Arizona. I don't think it's that big of a deal. <laughs> well, the Biltmore is nice. It is very nice. We've stayed there before. Uh, yes. That's, isn't that out by the Camelback Mountains? Yeah. And this is not far from Mesa. Either. All right. Tempe, Mesa, they're kind of stacked. They're there. Okay. Still alive at five and five dogs. Yep. Gentlemen, exclamation point. First, I'd like to heap some more praise on the Bucks media team for the most recent 24 hours to kickoff video. Fans appreciate the peek behind the scenes of how all that game day magic is made. Did you see that? Did you watch that video? No, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's well done. However, it was more of stadium stuff, but I'm going to talk to, to uh, the producers in the back and say, hey, you know, if you're going to do 24 hours, you need to really give the recap. You know, Scott Smith getting ready, Buccaneers Radio getting ready. You know, I mean, you got That's the, what the fans you got want. you got the cheerleaders, you got the drum line, you've got uh, Mike Dusnap in the control room. Well, they all got you. They all got props. You oh, know, Every, everybody. I guess you and I did nothing. We huh, we just show up. You know, you, all you do is. Turn the radio on, and there it is. It's well, we know magic. from we know from last week that there was a little bit more involved. Yeah, it, I mean, MacGyver it is, it is, but it was really well done. It was anyway, very well done. To Mark and any of the other questioners who have at times um, sent us praise for something that other we, people on yeah, our media team, we do pass it along. We do. We, we let, let them know. know. Okay. And if you haven't watched the video, you should. On to my question. Over the decades, somebody just went into your office, Jeff. Really? Yeah. Anybody we know? I couldn't tell. It was definitely a female. Uh, On to my question. Over the decades, Gene Deckerhoff has come up with some memorably clever phrases to describe the action he's seeing, such as, puts toe to leather, through a frozen rope, quick as a hiccup. I hadn't heard that one. Yeah. Frozen rope is pretty common. Yeah. Do you guys have any other favorite? Oh, it's Michaela. She was probably dropping off a uh, Oh, a weekly. She has money. Oh, no, no. Now she's slipping it under my door. Oh, okay. You get your weekly update. Michaela okay. Goff, the uh, communications yes. intern. She's a lovely human yep. being. Um, giggle, giggle. <laughs> she giggles a lot. <laughs> um, Do you guys have any... F- f- sure, he's his best one. What, the fire the cannons? No, well, that, because he, he is the originator of fire the cannons. Mine, I think what he means is, like, ways of describing action... Uh, like puts total leather is like kicks. Yeah. What I like is 
up the gut. I'll start up the gut. See, I like that one. I am partial. I don't think it's exactly what Mark is asking for here. Okay. But I'm partial to the daggers in. Uh, that's good. I, really like. I think that's in part of our intro. When a quarterback's doing well, he goes, he's hot as a match. Does he? Yeah. See, I don't really get to listen to Gene's broadcast yeah. very much. You could. You just choose not to. You mean during the game or, or spend two more hours, three more hours listening to it afterwards? You I don't got time for that. Uh, uh, on home games, you could listen to it live. But then I couldn't talk to the people around me. Well, there's that. And I'm sharing notes and stuff. Oh, I know. You're, with Andrew. You're, a little, and you. you're a little social butterfly. I like to share notes. I like it too, because that's how I know I can go with something. Because if Scott Smith says it, I'm good to go. I don't need to clear it. Mike Evans needs 20 more yards on Sunday. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 20 more yards gets it done. Okay. to 10,000. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got that one answered, right? All right. Yeah. He yeah. also says, wishing you and the entire Bucks community a happy Thanksgiving. Thank, Thank you, you. Same Appreciate to you. It. This is from Alex in Wichita. Hey, Salty Dogs. It seems like the playoff path is straightforward for the Bucks. Win. Win, win enough games to win the division <laughs> to end up as the three or four seed. Mm-hmm. Other than that, what should fans be cheering for? Mm-hmm. Are there other teams that you think the Bucks would prefer to play or not play? Seems like the Bucks fans, he answers his own question here. He does. Should cheer for the Giants, Commanders, Seahawks, and Lions. Then seems like Bucks fans should cheer against the 49ers, Packers, Saints, and Rams. Well, yeah. first of all, there doesn't need to be any other extraneous reasons to cheer against the Saints. That's, nope. just, that's just a given. Yeah. I don't care what the situation yeah. is. The only reason I would ever cheer for the Saints is if it's the last week. And you need them and to beat somebody. And if they lose, we're going to be knocked out of the playoffs. <laughs> not that if they win. and They, they, need, to, they need to beat the team <laughs> yeah. that, that allows us not to. That, not that. Yeah. Okay. Or they just need to lose, period. That would be it, I think. All right. Fair enough. Um, uh, it would be nice. And we don't have to worry about the Rams. They're cooked. They're yeah. Cooked. They're cooked. I, I think that, um, I don't know. if we have a ha- You always have a preference. If you're the number three seed, that's a little better than the number four seed, especially if you're trying to get a little more home. Like If you're the four seed, you get a home game, one playoff home game, you need to win it, and then a lot of things have to happen. If you're the number three seed, you can have two playoff games. I think the I think the gist of the home. question, though, is what he's trying to get at is when we get to the playoffs, who do we want to face? face? That's oh, why he lists yeah. the Giants. The Commanders, I don't know. We've, uh, we've had yeah. some struggles with the Commanders yeah. and Taylor freaking Heineke. I think when you get into the playoffs, you just, you're going to have to face the, the tough teams no matter what. Yeah, so the, yeah, just go. A player or a coach would never answer this question. Be like, it doesn't matter. You know, we, Okay, 2020. If if you look at it, okay, you say what was the easiest playoff game that, that on you paper thought, on Washington, paper, right? And it wasn't. That was a major struggle. Then you had to play the um, Saints, who we can't beat. Who you and in in New Orleans? In New Orleans. So, oh my gosh. Then you had to go to Green Bay and play in Green Bay. So, on paper, you would say the toughest game. The was toughest game. Well, was the Washington. easiest game was Washington, and that wasn't so. In the know, playoffs, John. everything happens. I know. Just get there. It's Just understandable there. that you would say that, but that doesn't stop team people, fans of teams, from going. Man, I'd much rather face the Giants than the 49ers. So yeah, I think he's got it right here. Okay. He didn't mention the the obvious one is the Falcons. We have to root against the Falcons, right? Um, but I think he's talking about teams that could become wild card teams. Uh, Saints would be a stretch getting there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They're more likely. Their best chance is to beat us in Atlanta for the division. Yeah. Packers, uh, I don't know. I know they beat us, but they're so dysfunctional right now. Yeah, we were not playing very well. We, and, and, and we probably and, should have won that game. Correct. And we, we did not play well. We were not playing well for that the stretch. The played well. 
<clears throat> the team is starting to play well. The Green Bay Packers are not starting to play well. And it would be a home game. It would be. It would be a home game. So, yeah. I think we'd be favored. I'm not that terrified. But in fairness. But, but you have yeah. to admit they beat us. And it's Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, I mean, geez. Man. I see what he means about the Giants. Mm-hmm. If the Giants were to get a wild card spot and we end Heck. up playing them, it would feel a lot like the Washington game in 2020. But I feel better about facing the Giants now after watching them play against the Lions. Yeah. So, there's that. I right? don't actually think I would root for the Commanders because they're starting to look pretty good. And, Very. And, and Heineke has our number a little bit. They, they are a team that is finding now that if they all do their own jobs, they're going to win. A couple of their locker room um, uh, speeches after the game, um, you you get that vibe that they're buying in, that they realize, like, hey, you know what? We can play with these guys. I think Ron Rivera's a good culture guy. Very much so. So that's a plus. For and them. then he says, "Root for the Lions." Would we want to play the Lions? I think uh, I wouldn't mind playing the Lions because I know they got a lot of firepower, but they right. also give up a lot of points. Yeah, and, and I could see Tom Brady beating Jared Goff in a shootout. Yeah, and there's something there about there's and that well, <laughs> there you go. If you're going into the playoffs and you got Tom Brady as your quarterback and right they now, have Jared Goff. I feel pretty good. Okay. Okay. All right. One more. All right. Uh, this is from somebody who's written us before, Sam, and I have previously pronounced his last name as Ninao. Because mm-hmm. it's spelled N I E N O W. But he informs me in the PS in this email that it's pronounced Nino. 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 Hmm. He says, but almost everyone pronounces it wrong. So no I worries. guess it'd be Nino Nino. Is that is that a more committee joke? Yeah. Good God. <laughs> you said TV. <laughs> I said friends, and you said you went even farther back with Mork and Mindy. All right. Uh, hello, dogs. Happy Thanksgiving week. The last two weeks, the Bucks played. Sur- the last two weeks the Bucks played certainly has put me in a thankful mood. A couple wow. of comments and a question. I liked Jeff's story in Munich about the MacGyvering stuff. Oh, okay. But it did make me a little confused. Oh, in ex- okay. Sorry. He says, sorry, couldn't resist the dad That's joke. That's pretty good. Love the fantasy football segment you do. She's talking to me. Oh, yeah. No, just... there, there are some helpful tips, so please keep it up. Okay. Oh. Um, the <laughs> So... Melvin Gordon fumbled for roughly the millionth time for mm-hmm. the Broncos on Sunday. And after wor- afterwards, he's meeting the press, and he said he was feeling pretty salty about it. Right. I think the Broncos felt a little more salty about it because they, they cut him. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I did see that. It's, football's cruel. So, uh, I can't think of his name, but the good rook or second-year running back they have uh, got hurt. He's out. Uh, they picked up Chase Edmonds, but he's hurt mm-hmm. right now. Right. And now they cut Melvin Gordon. So by default, the guy that's going to be getting the carries is Latavius Murray. Wow. Who's been around. Yeah. Uh, he's 31 or 32 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he's going to be getting the ball. And you, is he your sleeper pick of the week? I mean, at this point, there's no buys this week, so it's not as crucial. Like, you know, sometimes when you have a lot of guys on buy, you have to go find somebody. Right. So unless you have a real problem at running back, you're not going to need him. But if, for some reason, you need a running back, he's probably available. Hmm. And he's going to get the ball. He's yeah. going to get a shot. Yeah. Interesting thing about the Denver Broncos is I was saw – and this is shocking. I saw a stat that said if, if the Broncos could have scored 18 points <laughs> in all their games, just 18 points in each of their games, they would be 9-1. and one. <laughs> That's great. Because they really have a great defense, which is push it. You got your hand on it. Very good. Which is when, you, when you're when you looking at all that's going on with them, 
you go, wow, this is just, uh, you know, this team's really bad, but they're not. Their defense is Their good. defense is really good. So, so your sleeper pick is a running back. Patrick okay. Sertan. I would okay. also say start any bills you got. Start any bills you they're got. They're in Detroit on Thanksgiving. I – they are due. They are yeah. earlier this earlier this season. Josh Allen and his his crew seemed unstoppable. Right, unstoppable. They have not been unstoppable for the last three, four, four weeks. No, nope. I think they're due for a huge. Josh Allen's going to have like a, a a four touchdown game. I think the Lions are going to roar. Oh my goodness! I really do. Like win the game? Possibly. Yes. All right. All right. That That's would bold. be like a Thanksgiving treat. That's bold. That's a noon game. I, I think, think there will be a Nine lot of there. points. Lots yeah. and lots and lots and lots you and lots, lots of points. Lots of points? All right. Okay, next question. Since you both have made a lot of movie reference, what is your favorite football movie? Oh. This is a problem for me, and I'm, I'm sure some people are going to be yelling at me when I admit this. I would assume from what I've heard that the probably the two most respected football movies ever. Brian Piccolo. Oh, you mean yeah. these guys aren't going to remember that. What's what was that? Something song. Brian song. The Brian song, yeah. Or right, Remember the Titans. That was very good. And Friday Night Lights. Never seen it. The problem for me is I've never seen either of those two movies. <laughs> I saw the first one. That's, I've seen a little bit. I've seen bits of Remember the Titans. That is really good. So, and, and the other one is, what was the one about We Are Marshall? Yeah. That, no, there were, that was a good plane movie. crash? Yeah. That was, that was a really, because it's real. That's why I kind of like it because it's real. You just like Matthew McConaughey because he's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> is that who's there's that? Brian's song? Okay, um, I have a list of them here. Yeah, um, Draft Day is definitely not it. No, it was I, a ludicrous you, movie. Do you know every time I see that on the on the airplane, I see it and I will not hit it. I will <laughs> if that was the only movie on the airplane, you wouldn't I will it. not watch it. It's such a dumb movie. I know because I know too much and go. That's not how it works. Also, um, Jerry Maguire is a football movie. Uh, I don't. I know it's about an agent of a football guy, but I yeah. don't think of that as a football movie. What? North no. Dallas Forty was pretty good. Oh, that was a very funny movie. Yeah, that was a yeah. real seventies type of yeah, movie. Yeah, it was very. So 70s. I guess I'd probably have That's with Mac Davis for crying out loud. <laughs> I guess I'd. Pro- I don't even know who that is. You really? I yeah, guess he's I'd- a singer. Oh, I guess I'd probably have to go with um, any given Sunday. <clears throat> yeah, with that Al was Pacino. Good. Yeah, I mean, the locker room well, speech alone. Yeah, I, well, I like Al Pacino, so yeah. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. It's it's yeah. definitely. And I agree. Jerry Maguire is not really about a football. It's a good it's, movie. It's it's more about relationships. Jerry Maguire is about the fact that it has, in one movie, uh-huh. probably three of the top top lines twenty five movie quotes of all time. Yeah. Show me the money. Show me the money. You had me at hello. Oh. And what was the other one? How much does a headway? No. Oh. <laughs> Well, there's one other really famous Jerry Maguire. Show quote. me the money. Show me the money. You had me you at hello. hello. Help me help you. No, that's not it. No, that's that was, not. There's a bigger one. There's a bigger one than help me help yes. you. Yes, there's one uh, more. Just I absolutely that, iconic. I find that hard to believe. I find that one hard to believe. Help me help you is right there. Got to be. Nope. Really? You, I'm getting there. I know. There. I see it. I see the screen flashing. I see a lot going on. I'm trying to think of what else, what other one would there would there be? I remember the little kid at saying, "How much would a head weigh? How much does your you head complete weigh? me? Oh, come on, man, that's a top twenty five quote of all time. Wow, Help you me. complete me. You complete me. You had me at hello. Yeah, and show me the money. You can't. Okay, I say top fifty movie quotes of all time, okay. all in one movie. 
All right, you complete me. So that's a good movie. God, I want to gag hearing that. This is a terrible, terrible. What this is, is obviously a bad movie. Yeah, but I—it's I a good movie. No, no, no. This is different. Oh, I can't deny that I enjoy it. And if it's like a Saturday and I'm flipping through channels and I see it, I'll watch for a while. What is it? Waterboy, with Adam Sandler. Do you know I've never seen that movie? It's kind of funny. It's I, silly and stupid, I've but it's kind of funny. Never seen it. Never seen it. All right. I have a hard time with that. Was that the end of that? Yeah. You have a hard time with what? That, just that type of movie. Okay. It's just too silly for Yeah, me. you probably don't like any Adam Sandler movies. Mm. Happy Gilmore's pretty good. Happy bad. Gilmore was really funny. That was good. That, you know, that was the Bob Barker punching him out. That's the best. <laughs> the price is wrong, Bob. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Okay, last question. All right. With the Christmas season upon us, you guys should, it's not a question. You guys should reconsider the idea of the Salty Dog merch again. <laughs> 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 Thanks for the great podcast, as always. This is Sam Nino uh-huh. in Nashville, Tennessee. The um, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah, that's not. I would happen. say we could get there, somebody back, somebody back there to do caricatures, but I hate caricatures. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of it's that. It's like my. It's like to me, it's the worst form of art. Yeah, caricatures, paintings, caricatures. Oh, people them. love those. Though I hate them. I, I know. hate them. Well. Hate's a very strong word. I despise them. Okay, much better. Much better. So, I, all right. That's all I got, Jeff. All right, well, it is uh, It's the week of Thanksgiving for us. It is Tuesday, so we, you know. Okay, so we obviously have to go out. With Thanksgiving last. or what? No, it would be, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? This this will be it. This is it, right, Jeff? This is the last this is This is it. After this, this you're going to say your famous your line. F- your famous, the fa- your, your favorite, favorite on the the Thanksgiving spreads out on the I table. I would say, I would say stuffing. Yeah, stuffing's good. Stuffing because you don't get st- stuffing is like you only like when I was a kid, you got stuffing twice a year. You yeah. got it on Chris or Thanksgiving, and then on Christmas. I don't know why we had turkey. You can buy to, it whenever you want too. You can you, make it every week if you yeah, want. No, to, but nobody does. No, no. Stuffing is those. Those are the holidays for that. So I would have to say stuffing. This yes. one is kind of specific to my family. Okay, but I really like broccoli rice cheese casserole. I've had it before, but I really like the green bean casserole. The, you know, with That's the mushroom next thing answer. and the and Jeff, I don't know why it's probably not healthy. Of course, it's not. But. It's got all that cream and stuff. It's just, there's it's just. Not terrible, though. It, I, there's just something about that. It's so good. And that's yeah. another thing you only eat then. Yeah. I don't need, to be honest with you, I don't need the meats. Um, if they went on a turkey and ham, I'd be, that's fine. I'll I, eat all these No, sides. I love turkey. I like to, I eat turkey all the time or chicken. I like, I like that anyways. But, but, uh, good turkey. Sure. Yeah. Turkey's fine. But I'm saying, I see the spread uh-huh. and I'm like, I only got so much room. So you're going for. I'm going for stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy. Screaming casserole, broccoli, rice, and cheese. Yeah. See, to me, I will go everywhere, and honestly, if I don't have dessert, it doesn't bother me. I, I don't need dessert, but no. there are some pretty great desserts. Yeah. Pumpkin it, pie with whipped cream. Pump, well, that's pecan it. pie. Where, when else do you eat pumpkin you pie? You don't. You don't. Same thing so, with pecan pie. Right. Pecan or pecan? I know, and I, that somebody has that up yeah. as a survey question in a few offices down, and I said pecan. Uh-huh. But right then, naturally, I said pecan. You did. I think it should be pecan. It is. But I think I've been conditioned to say pecan. Hmm. I'm going to try to say pecan. That's that's I'm going to try. I think it's, I think it's correct. I think you can go either or. It truly is. But yes, um, yeah, that's you know why I like that. Actually, between Thanksgiving and New Year's is the hardest stretch of the year because there's just so many opportunities to eat. <laughs> and, and then you say, well, when I get to the new year, I'll 
I'll watch what I'm eating. I'll be eating healthy again. So this is a tough stretch. So you got anything else? No, I would say uh, I was, when we were talking about the, I think I might've shared this before, but the funny thing about Thanksgiving, because my wife's family it's my wife's family mm-hmm. that we're going to be eating with every year because my family's in St. Louis uh-huh. <clears throat> in Texas, but, um, they're Hispanic, you know, there's, um, Giselle is Cuban and her father is, is of Spanish descent. Uh-huh. Um, and there's, uh, elsewhere in the family, there's Puerto Rican. And so in addition to the usual American dishes, we get things Such from as? those cultures. Oh, I'd want to hear. Like arroz con, gondu- arroz con gondules, which is basically rice with these small little beans. Uh-huh. And my son, Alex, loves it. So what it, kind of beans? Black beans? I don't remember or, what they're called. Or white beans? No, it's a special kind of it's bean. It's a special bean. But there's generally like, on the table, there will be three or four different rice, dis- rice dishes. Okay. Like Giselle will make... Uh, that, those are like a... Are those a dessert dish? No, 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 no. Okay. Like Giselle will make a ropa vieja, uh-huh. uh, which is... The, the actual words mean old clothes. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, it's that shredded beef dish. Which I is served, so served good. on rice. She, she makes a very good one. So good. It's pigeon peas. That's what gondoles okay. are. All right. So between the different cooks, there's uh-huh. three or four different rice dishes. And when I see my son, Alex, get his plate, it's like all rice dishes. Really? He loves rice and rice dishes. Interesting. And you look at him and you think, yeah, well, how all is he American, All American <laughs> boy. White, white boy, right? <laughs> yeah. But he's half Hispanic. And yeah. It's, he's grown up with a lot of that stuff. And yeah. so he loves that stuff. So you have a, he's in, coming home tonight. Is he? Mm-hmm. Oh, no wonder you're in such a good mood. I am really excited. So is he home just for four or five days? Or? Yeah. Okay. And then but it's not too long until the winter break. Yeah. Um, so you have an international Thanksgiving, which Thanksgiving is an American thing. Yeah, right. Okay. But. It's still, you're going to cook the dishes that, sure. you, that you're used to. Oh, yeah. It's great. I absolutely love the fact that it's like a mix of different I'm cultures. very big into, uh, uh, I guess you would, I don't know if it's Spanish food, you would say, because. I would call it Spanish. If food. Spanish is just, you know. Around here, there's some really good. Yeah. You, you, I mean. My you, favorite is ropa vieja. Yeah, I, I'm a big, when they make it here. They do a good job, but they I do will, a really good job. But, I will tell but, you, but, Giselle's is better. Really, I'll have to bring you some next time she makes it. Which don't let I don't guess don't tomorrow. let Nelson know because he loves that. I'll bring him some. Yeah, well, he's Cuban, so he's used yeah, to. I'll bring him. He's some. the good stuff. He does love the uh, the uh, rope of the air. I always like trying something different, though. I, I will say that when yeah. whenever you go somewhere, I didn't like really it. try anything different in Germany because it was all things you you're used to, like yeah. Spetzel and yeah. Actually, I had a pretty good hamburger in Germany. Hamburger. Yeah, with, on McDonald's? a pretzel roll. That was really, really good. I it wasn't at McDonald's, which is right across the road. It was not. Hotel, no, it was Where not. you could get fried shrimp. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't venture that crazy into going to McDonald's. So, okay. All right. Anything else? No, no. All right. Great. Happy Thanksgiving to each Happy and each one of you. And since you did, thanks for listening.